Welcome back to Mages and Murder Dads, the best show dedicated to the Baldur's Gate franchise and beyond. I'm Cameron, and I play Ticklevar the Sorcerer. And I'm Danny, and I play Balthazar the Barbarian. This is episode 29, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Docks District. We Oh, we're, we're coming back into the city. Into the city. So the past <laughs> 10 episodes or something, <laughs> a significant number of episodes have taken us all around the wide world of the continent of Om, the country of Om, the, the, the state of Om. Unclear geopolitics in the Forgotten Realms are, as always, difficult to understand. <laughs> and uh, so we're back. Back in the saddle yeah. again, as they say. It feels like a homecoming in many ways. There was a parade, which is pretty pretty big. Balthazar may have missed that. Balthazar might not be hitting the like reputation threshold for parades right now. Mm. We'll talk about that later. Uh-oh. Uh, so you can always <laughs> like and subscribe to this. You should already have liked this uh, video. It's already down at the bottom. It's a little thumbs up button. That'd be super I sweet. I like how they should have liked it already. Yeah, how you, many seconds are we into you it? You turned this bad boy on and you hit that like button. <laughs> uh, is you that should, how it rolls? Yeah, that is exactly how it rolls. And you should also subscribe, of course. Uh, to get all kinds of content, there's going to be all kinds of things coming down the pipe on this channel in particular in the next couple weeks. So it's uh, some of the stuff we hinted at at the end of last episode. You should also follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's down in the description. You should uh, like us on Facebook. That is also down in the description. You can get the videos pounded into your face brain via Mark Zuckerberg's uh, presidential platform <laughs> very <laughs> soon. Too soon. <laughs> it, it is, in fact, too soon. Um, and, you know, uh, as always, huge shout-out to the commenting community uh, here in the YouTube comments and uh, in the various platforms beyond where people can talk about Mages and Murder Dads because it's uh, pretty cool. And I actually made a pretty big gameplay decision uh, this um, this episode based on some stuff that, that someone told me in the YouTube comments last time. So, Ooh. you know what? We, we read those things. We do. Everyone. So what are, what are we up to in this episode? Yeah, we rolled on over to the docks district, and we've we've got several... There's some moving parts here in the docks. There's several things that are going on. There's a, there's a, like a, like maybe one or two things that we didn't necessarily get to, and we, and we want to go ahead and like recognize that up front. If your memory of the dock includes something that we don't talk about, I want to assure you that we do get to that before the end of this series, but right now we just want to, like, stick to the A plot and B plot of the docks, which are the Shadow Thieves and the Harpers. <laughs> no, for me, it was mostly just an A plot, but we'll talk about that in just sure. a minute. Um, sure. But yeah, so there's the Shadow Thieves, and, and as I came into this little zone, I don't know about for you, I mean, we'd already mm-hmm. been told by Galen Bale, mm-hmm. if you remember all those years ago. The, the guy that is holding... The information about our kidnapped stepsister and the object of our vengeance hostage for an immense amount of money. Hostage as heck. So mm-hmm. uh, he is uh, saying he needs 20,000 gold. I think at this point I have 150,000 gold. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of slow rolling the rest of this game a little bit. But he said, <laughs> listen, if you need some money, quick money, the people who have quick money... Or the Shadow Thieves. And so, yeah. And so that's why we're kind of coming here. Uh, interestingly, when I warped into this district, or when I, when I, you know, kind of zoned in, Yoshi- Yoshimo, Yoshimo, I still don't know how you say his name, um, he said, hey, 
I've been an independent operator here for for a hot minute here in Fcatla. And a the, private contractor. A private contractor, and the Shadow Thieves don't like that. And the Shadow Thieves basically told him that if he wasn't um, on the up and up and coming, basically paying union dues, mm. that he could get the heck out. And so that's kind of when when I initially get into the zone. That's the first thing that that anyone says to me, and I say, okay, that's that seems all good. Yeah, and this is kind of shifting it up a little bit, mixing it up a little bit, but I think it's appropriate. So we've been introduced to this organization, the Shadow Thieves, which is it's a thieves guild, right? It's a thieves guild, yeah. Yeah, and this is a concept that if you've played RPGs, everything from like the Morrowind series to any game inspired by D&D, including D&D, this is is kind of a trope in these types of games, right? Might and Magic. Basically, anywhere Mm -hmm. there's a thief, there's a thief's guild. Yeah, there's a a guild that includes those people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... This is, it's, so my initial, like, I remember when I was first introduced to this uh, institution, which was probably through one of these games, right, mm-hmm. uh, in, in my youth, I, I just kind of conceived of this as, well, it's just organized crime, right? Like, I'm, the, the, the easiest corollary in my mind was to, like, the mafia or the Yakuza, right? Mm-hmm. Just an organized crime syndicate that... Uh, that kind of uh, just a giant criminal pyramid scheme where in order to participate in any kind of illegal activity, you had to do so under the auspices of of some authority figure. But I th- it's kind of weirder than that, right? Why do you think it's weirder than that? It seems weirder than that because whereas... Uh, virtually all um, criminal organizations like I was talking about, like actual ones, do not have a complete and total monopoly on like cut purse people, right? On like burglars, on like what we would consider petty thieves, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas the organizations in the fiction, more or less, like if you are a thief, it's exactly as you talked about. It's like union dues. Like there is a roster, of thieves, right? Yeah, yeah. Our like our real world versions of organized crime are like, all right, we're all going to get together and we're going to completely dominate like the revitalization of the docks district, right? So mm-hmm. there's going to be someone involved in the in the uh, wood harvesting, and there's going to be someone involved in the steel milling, and there's going to be like someone involved in all of that. And because we have a piece of each of it, then we can combine together. As a kind of like labor force, and then dominate it, right? And then make a mm-hmm. lot, expropriate a lot of funds. I mean, honestly, weirdly enough, the plot of Baldur's Gate One is much closer to like a traditional mafia style move, right? Sure. The um, I believe it was the Iron Council, correct? Hmm. Mm. Iron Throne. The Iron Throne. My my bad. Yeah. So the Iron Throne was a more traditional Machiavellian business enterprise that dealt in criminal like aspects right it was ostensibly an up and up it had a front of like a trade guild but it was involved in a bunch of really shady stuff like paying mercenary bands in order to achieve its economic ends right Mm -hmm. which ultimately was just about power whereas the shadow thieves is all is like deeper than that and it seems like a thieves guild is about identity it is about identity and like identifying with criminality and even if you're just like a mugger they want you as a member for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those pennies add up, you know? 
I think that's kind of a you watch your pennies and your dollars take care of yourself themselves. I guess I don't know. I like I I agree with you that like there is a a baseline logic toward the notion of the thieves guild that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Like it just doesn't. Did you ever see the Dungeons and Dragons film? I did not. Came out in like the early two thousands. A, a huge chunk of that. It's got a Wayans brother in it. It's very bad. It's like aggressive. Oh, I remember. Okay, I remember seeing previews. Uh huh. And uh, it's got Jeremy Irons in it. It's it's awful. Truly, truly awful. But uh, it, it centers around like a thieves guild, and it makes no sense in that film either. But we uh, we got to talking about this beforehand, and so we looked it up. Right? We yeah. Looked- where did this idea come from? So I'm just reading here off of Wikipedia. Wikipedia has its own page for Thieves Guild. Hmm. This this article has multiple issues, however. So just, you know, worth... uh, This article does not cite any sources. (laughs) This is a a kind of core issue. And then this article possibly contains original research, which, as we all know, is... uh, God forbid. I know. And uh, so this is a little header. A Thieves Guild is a trope consisting of a formal association of criminals who participate in theft-related organized crime in works of contemporary fantasy fiction, such as Fofford and the Grey Mauser's story Thieves' House by Fritz Leiber. So Fritz Leiber's mm. a, um, early 20th century, top half of the 20th century science fiction writer. Science fiction and fantasy. Um, and similarly themed role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons. Um, it kind of like... There's a literary antecedent in Cervantes, and there's a bunch of examples, you know, as uh, as marks of a particularly terrible Wikipedia page. Um, sure, but but what's interesting here is that that it's completely a work of fiction. Like on this page, there are no, there's not a section that says uh, antecedents in the real world or real world corollaries. Um, nothing like that. Although there apparently is a game called King of Thieves created by Zepto Lab that has thousands of thieves guilds that your thief can join. So. Oh, jump up on that one, yeah. That's somebody's utopia. It's someone's, but but that's like the Jill Stein utopia. Oh God, the kleptocracy we live in. The right kleptocracy now. of just thousands of, of thieves guilds. They're just they're just uh, selling you those little things to go on the bottom of your shoe to pull the toxins <laughs> out of your feet. I mean, God, I'm so tired of those ads. We get it on Twitter constantly. Jill Stein, crystals, toxins out of your feet. I'm Could done you imagine it. if our podcast made it to what if when we uploaded this to YouTube, it didn't make it to our dimension and it made it to a dimension where Jill Stein didn't win? God, and how like, crazy that would be! What kind of world would it be? What, what would it even look like? Who would like, have even so won? Inconceivable. Yeah. Nader did Nader run? <laughs> yeah, like in, I mean, in a world where Jill Stein didn't win, any literally anyone could be president. It's definitely a better world, right? <laughs> oh, sure. It's definitely certainly not not as bad as Jill Stein's presidency. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, so anyway, so like other fictions, um, <laughs> the thieves guilds exist, and so they're just like really weird and strange, and they don't make much sense, but. Uh, that doesn't stop the fact that we're about to, I spent two and a half hours <laughs> doing, for do, doing busy work for the shadow thieves. <laughs> Collecting it, a paper trail. Which is literally, this is just busy work. This It's a quest chain. We, we've talked in the past couple episodes about different types of quests, uh, quest lines and kind of more environmental work. But this is like a straight up, like you go here and you talk to this person. You go here and you talk to this person. It's very strange. In in Balthazar's case, oftentimes go here, kill this person. Go here, kill this person. Okay, well let's 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 talk about that. So 
So yeah, the first things first, we 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 say, hey, we want to talk to Renal Blood Scalp. And do they just let us in? Like, why did they let us into the Thieves Guild? Why did they like give us access to this very important person? Oh, because we were we we knew Galen, so it's immediately like a tip off that Galen is just a member of the Shadow Thieves, right? Yeah, he's got to be. And and it is implied when you have your first conversation with Renal Blood Scalp, it is implied that Galen Bale is actually like the boss of the Shadow Thieves, mm. because he says something like, "Even even those who appear to be in power aren't." Or something the throne like that. behind the throne. It's the throne behind the throne. Yeah. So yeah, we talked to good old renal, good old good old kidney guy here, mm-hmm. and uh, and he basically says, "Hey, uh, I've got I've got a job for you. I think that we've got we've got a we've got a bad apple here in the here in the shadow thieves. God forbid, right? Only this one. Is a, this is another like weird thing about like thieves guilds. Not necessarily evil." Like, they definitely are involved in theft and burglary, but, like, in Dungeons & Dragons, you can be, like, a good character and, like, work with the Thieves' Guild, and, like, it's not morally, you know, problematic. But, so, Renal is worried about this one one of his guild masters, which we kind of get the idea that the Shadow Thieves are more of a loose-knit collective with multiple different guild masters running their own little, you know, corners of the, of the Shadow Thieves. And uh, he's worried about this this fellow named Mavar. Yeah, Mavar. He's got May- a nice uh, Mavar. He's got a J.R.R. Tolkien apostrophe in the in the middle there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's yeah. Like, he's worried about this dude. But also, to me, because because supposedly Mavar is going to be a traitor. He's working up a murder of Renal Blood Scout to to take his place. Right. That's the mm. the pitch. So Renal's kind of, it's, it's yeah, I'm worried about this fellow, but also he's just kind of watching his back because, you know, no whether or not there's honor among thieves, big question mark, look to the big question, but Mavar seems to be gunning for him. He just wants to take care of that. Yeah, but what is really weird to me is, like, aren't all of the, the lower-level thieves trying to do that? Like, isn't every, like, local union 108... Trying mm-hmm. to trying to gun for the throne here. So this 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 feeds into our larger question because there are institutions in RPGs. Like take for example Skyrim, contemporary example. Mm-hmm. You got the there's a there's is a thieves guild in that game, right? Mm-hmm. But also think about like another institution like the 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 cult of assassins led by the Night Mother, right? Mm-hmm. The- so you have a group of assassins so like a similar thing but there's almost a religious aspect to their uh participation in this group right Mm -hmm. it it goes to like a cult level and there's a part of like thieves guilds where i feel like there's almost an occult aspect to it there is this respect for secrecy there is a respect for the hierarchy and the you know conniving and guile that it takes to get to the top highest levels so maybe Maybe the average thief does respect Renal Blood Scalp and doesn't necessarily want to take Renal's place, right? Mm-hmm. They just got respect for that big boss. They got respect for, like, the large, like, patriarchal authority figure. Which we'll talk about... I'm, I'm talking about this religion point. I, I want to... I'll, I'll bring it up again in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Just remind me later when we talk about totally. the end of Mavar's quest. But, uh, so, you go to Mavar and you talk to him, and you say, hey, um... Or, or actually, so Renal Blood Scalp says, 
listen, I'm going to send you. You're going to be a brand new recruit from Mavar's Guild that's going to be like appointed by uh, by me, mm-hmm. you know, as reinforcements or something because they're like in a guild fight or something of the nature. Like, the narrative of why you were there actually is uh, it feels like there were a couple different methods of explaining that that all seem to be different. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you show up. And you talk to this little barkeep-looking dude, and he says, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, here's your papers. Papers are in order. Um, it's like going through the TSA uh, mm-hmm. when you're trying to negotiate with the, the Shadow Thieves. And uh, you go down and you talk to Mavar, and he is torturing a guy. Yeah, he, he lives in a torture pit. He lives in, in a hidden, behind-a-hidden-wall torture pit. Mm-hmm. Classic with like a cage pit. with an old man that's been there for decades. Yes, he's been there for ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty powerful bit of environmental storytelling. But um, so we, uh, we, we, you talk to the guy to Mavar, and he says, "Oh yeah, um, good, good to know that you're here. Uh, always love an extra little dude to come help me out. Um, why don't you go uh, steal some shit?" Yeah, he wants you to steal something from the Temple District. What did he want you to steal and from where? He wanted me to steal. Let me look at my notes. He wanted me to steal from the priestess of Talona mm. in the uh, uh, temple district. He wanted me to steal her necklace. Ah, uh, so he wanted you to go to the temple of Talos? Yes. Did mm-hmm. I say Talona again? You did say Talona. Yeah, different. That's yeah, the different. mistress of poison. Yeah, last one. Uh, yes, Talos. The one with the big orbs flying yep. around outside. Orb man. Yeah. Orb god. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Did not send me to the Temple of Talos. So I think that the way... And I looked this up because we were sent to two different temples. You were sent to the Temple of Talos. I was sent to the Temple of Lathander. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Talos god is like of, a... Yeah. Talos mm-hmm. is like this god of chaos and disorder. Bad god. Yeah. Basically. And Lathander is this weird god of uh, repentance uh, sacrifice and life, and like he's against the undead also. Mm-hmm. And light. Light. It's kind of a, a little... Uh, he's kind of eaten up Pelor from Greyhawk a little bit, and, mm-hmm. and some, others, uh, some other stuff. Uh, so apparently there's a reputation thres- threshold in this quest, where if your reputation is 10 or better, so if you're like a good party, you are told to go to the evil temple to steal... And, so the, if if something goes wrong, I guess your reputation doesn't like take a hit. Whereas if your reputation is nine or lower, you're told to go to the good temple and steal from the good temple. Hmm. Well, what did that look like for Balthazar? So so uh, if for some reason you've made it 15 minutes into this episode without having ever listened to one before, Balthazar, of course, is a barbarian. Ticklevar mm-hmm. has an entire team of people, including one thief uh, who can do thiefy stuff. Sure. So, how did Balthazar do it? Well, Barth- Balthazar was gold. Was you know told, hey, in order to do this thing, you got to go steal an item. So I went to the Temple of Lathander, and I went to this little antechamber. And it's very like wide open. It's not like a, it's not like a room where I could close a door. It's just kind of like a little jutting off, and there are like three guards at the entrance. And so I open a cabinet, and I take the little MacGuffin. And then the guards attack me. What the heck? Can you believe that? No. They they see me take a thing, and their immediate response is, well, we got to kill this person. I mean, they probably warned you, right? They, they told me that I couldn't do it. Did they tell you what to do? 
They told Balthazar what to do. Councilman, what is the one thing you can't tell Balthazar? You can't tell him what to do. Can't tell Balthazar what to do. So, mm-hmm. Well, so what's the reputation hit per uh, guard of Lathander that you kill? It's enough to, like, uh, basically uh, lower your reputation to the minimum. It's mm-hmm. enough to get you to 10, mm-hmm. or I'm enough to get you to zero, and then you don't take reputation hits after that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So mm-hmm. um, my understanding, correct me here if I'm wrong, my understanding is that at reputation zero, that random roving uh, gangs show up to kill you. Not a random roving gang, <laughs> a... Uh... <laughs> A very specific out like uh, lineup of the Knights of the Radiant Heart. Okay, and they're all like very high level paladins in like full plate, um, and and like a couple of clerics too. Mm-hmm. Um, will show up, and they will uh, say you're bad, right? They won't even like formally accuse you of a crime. Um, I mean, you're beyond that, honestly. Yeah. Like, ontologically, you have receded below a threshold of humanity. Yeah. And they just attack you. And uh, I didn't figure this out until... <laughs> I don't think... Uh, yeah, I don't think I understood what was happening until later. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, trying to leave a building, and every time I left, these guard- these things would appear. And, like, Balthazar can take them all, but it's just very annoying because it reduces Balthazar to such low health that Balthazar has to rest. And then al- after Balthazar's finished resting, uh, the, like, clock to have these things spawn again, spawn- <laughs> like, goes ahead and goes over, and they just spawn again, right? <laughs> So the first, like, the first thing Balthazar does is he's like, well, I got to go to the temple district and I got to kill every single member of the Radiant Heart to make oh, sure they God. stop attacking me. Oh, God. I feel like that doesn't do it. <laughs> and it doesn't. Yeah, I went there. And the weird thing is you can go in there and they just won't talk to you. They'll say, you're bad. We don't want to talk to you. And I was like, well, I want to talk to you. So I kill them all. <laughs> and that doesn't stop it. And then I realized, like, after I killed them all, I just reloaded and I was like, oh, yeah. This game can just let you give money to increase your reputation. Yeah. So I just went to a temple of Ogma and, like, gave a couple but G's and, like, got to neutral reputation again. Well, I'm glad we solved it. Yeah. I'm glad you solved the, the mystery of doing too many murders. Yeah, you just literally give money. How about... How real is that, though? <laughs> like, how, sad, how like, like, nightmarishly real is it? That you can perform the most inhuman crime thinkable, which is just slaying an entire temple's worth of people, which is, like, mm-hmm. pretty high up there on, like, bad things to do, I think. Like, just religious persecution, period. Sure. Probably a very rude thing you shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing. And uh, and you can just, like, give a couple... You could, like, buy a car, basically, for another church. And they're like, all right, we'll run PR for you. Yeah, you just go, not even to, like, an important church, the Temple of Ogma. What does that guy even do? It's like the knowledge, yeah, right? He's like a, a deity guy. of knowledge. Yeah. He's like, here, I'll buy I'll buy you a couple of rare tomes. No, I mean like that's that's if you really want to run PR on somebody, you get the Temple of Ogma. He's gonna go into all the books and change the names. <laughs> Interpolation. Yeah, he's gonna change the whole thing up. So think about and that. And Balthazar was the was a very good person mm-hmm. and gave many acts of charity. And never slaughtered entire temples. Not ever. even once. <laughs> not but even once. Not not even once. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that's 
that's what's up with it. Well, yeah. well, how did you steal your thing from? A I temple? just fucking made a dude invisible, and he walked <laughs> in there and took it. <laughs> it's a lot easier. It seems like it seems like you had a forty days and forty nights of tribulation here, <laughs> and uh, literally, I just like cast a spell on Yoshimo, and he walked his butt on in there, and did and did some thievery, grabbed it, walked it on out again, took it back to uh, to Mayvar, and uh, who, by the way, at the beginning of this quest, Mayvar said that he. Uh, he just wanted this so he could put it on his, like, dog. <laughs> That's what he said. He's got, like, a half spaniel, is what he said, that needed a new collar. That's the kind of thing he's got going on here. But when you give it to him, he just says, well, I'm going to throw this away. He's a rude person. He's a rude person. So, Mavar then sends you to an old friend of ours named Edwin, a, a, a man that Balthazar has killed at least once. Yeah, so Edwin was in... I want to say, um, I mean, he was in Baldur's Gate 1, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, he was in Nashkel? He was in the same city that you meet uh, Volio. Um, Baragost. Baragost, there you go. So, yeah. So he, Volo, rather. Yeah, Volo. Um, I, yeah, I remember meeting him. I don't think I killed him, although in this game, uh, the first thing you can say to him is, I think you're, you might be dead. Yeah. And he says, uh, well, don't worry about it. So Edwin is like a, a huge asshole. Yeah, that's his his thing. His thing is like saying big words and acting like you don't understand them. And he also like speaks to himself out loud. In parentheses. Mm-hmm. And he just mm-hmm. assumes that you are, aren't listening or can't hear him. His like internal monologue is external. Sure. Yeah, so he's just a, just a huge, huge, huge jerk. Also, and, and people in the comments correct me if I'm wrong... But also the best caster in the game. Mm. As far as NPCs are concerned. Like in this game? Yeah, in this game. No, in mm. all games ever. In all games ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better than uh, Gandalf. Better than... Better than the Blue Wizard in Gauntlet. Better better than the Blue Wizard, even. Uh, better than the other wizard in Diablo. Ooh. Yep. Just the best one. People better do- than that little kid with ears in Star Ocean Two, the second story. I don't know. I think it's probably this better is probably than Leon. Is he better than Leon summoning gremlins and and whatnot? Who the hell's Leon? Is that from? He's the, he's the little blue haired kid with the, with with little cat ears in Star <laughs> Ocean Two, the second story. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's better than that guy. To okay. be fair. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so you go up to him and he's like blah 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 blah. <laughs> That's that's his quest dialogue. Yeah, but, but basically he just wants you to go uh, kill a cowled wizard. Which if yeah, I, knew, I d- if I thought you could just do that, I would have done that a bunch of times already. Yeah, I was like, I would have done this for free. You 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 guys messed up. Incredibly um, difficult people to deal with the cowled mm-hmm. wizards. So he's yeah, his name's Rayek Gethris, and he's like right across town. And I actually thought that this, uh, as, as far as these quests that we're doing here in the slums, I think we both agree that the slums, especially after the the episodes that we've done these past two or three times, just is kind of like, you know, normal. Nothing extraordinary here. The stuff in the docks here? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, not mm-hmm. the slums, the docks. They are virtually, <laughs> like, the, the design of these of these areas are very similar. But I do think that Ray Gethris's house is pretty cool. All, sure. All things considered. So you want to yeah, say, you, what's on you that roll first in, floor? You roll in, got a bunch of imps and methods rolling around. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. And I just run past them. Oh, really? And then, 
Yeah, I'm like, I'm here to kill a cowed wizard. I do not care. Like, they're so beneath me. <laughs> I do not care. Yeah, okay, I well, care. I paused and I, like, did combat. You know, that whole thing you do in the game. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, then, the second floor. What? Second floor? Some golems I don't care about. Were they t- were they adamantite golems for you? They were just stone golems. Mm, yeah, mine were also stone golems. Did not scale. Mm. Well, maybe they did. Maybe there was just a ceiling. You know mm. where they where they stop. Um, but yeah, finally I get to this uh, Rayek, and I tell him he's going to eat dirt. And lo and behold, Balthazar is a level forty uh, prophet. <laughs> In addition to his level 40. He's dual-classed. He's dual-classed <laughs> and a prophet, because when he says somebody's going to eat dirt, they more or less do. Yeah. But he's only a prophet about that one thing. So, Ed, it's really funny. This quest begins with Edwin being like, oh, you can get information from this guy. You can, you should torture him if you can. <laughs> There's, like, all this, like, information-oriented stuff, and I know that, like, this game doesn't have a... Thankfully, does not have a complicated set of torture mechanics. Let me let me make sure that that thankfully is in there. But I thought that there could be a conversation that occurred here. But you talk to this guy, and it's basically just like, "I'm going to kill you now. Mm-hmm. Here I am. I've come to kill you." Well, um, and lo and behold, I do. I it, it is actually kind of cool. I mean, he is a fairly high level caster, and um, I mean, I don't think I had to even reload this one time. But uh, it's a cool little fight. I had to use secret word. I had to use breach. You know, I had to like penetrate his his wizard defenses and that's pretty cool i like that because it's like a mini game almost right mm-hmm. of like how do you dispel all this like global invulnerability that's protecting this 95 year old man <laughs> who who if he catches one arrow will disintegrate right like that's the reality <laughs> yeah. of all of these wizards yeah when you're level 40 you can just wail on the globe of like invulnerability and like the old man inside the globe of vulnerability knows <laughs> that it's all it's gonna run out eventually and he continues to like cast spells at you and they're just not working and he's like getting more and more desperate as the globe like begins the timer's starting to run out and he's like starting to shake inside and i always imagine that the last like five seconds or so he's just given up because the second that globe goes down he just like disintegrates it's bad it's bad it's balthazar bad. is like maybe a force of evil honestly <laughs> in, the, in the world <laughs> he might be very bad Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, you, and you get some, um, like letters, right? Yeah. You, uh, you get some stuff. Uh, so the, after you killed the, uh, are you talking about after you killed the cowed wizard? Like what Edwin wants you to do after that? I'm just getting them all mixed up because all these quests are virtually indistinguishable from one another. Yeah. After you killed the cowed wizard, which is solely a, an act of vengeance. Edwin wants you to get some documents from this merchant in the, uh, in this uh, inn right next door basically mm-hmm. to Maybar's hideout the what is this thing called it's the got a sea, great name the sea ba- the bounty seas bounty. bounty the seas bounty and uh and I do and I go and I talk to Marcus and I say Marcus give me those documents and Marcus says no how would you react to that um well I, I I just said well can't I just buy them from you and he said yeah and I said here's 250 gold and he said all right here you go yeah, so I asked for the documents, and Marcus said no. Mm-hmm. And then Balthazar got to thinking, which takes a little while. Um, the metronome is just super. Talk, yeah, he's, talk, he's talk, like, wait, talk. if you're saying you won't give them to me, what you're saying is, is I have to do something else to get them. So indirectly, you're just telling me what to do. <laughs> 
Like when you do not accede to all of my wishes immediately, what you're doing is you're telling me what to do. So is all discourse and thought kind of like <laughs> above the bar of division and underneath oh, that bar is you're telling me what to do? Yeah. Does a does a hurricane does a hurricane demand or like allow people to say, "Oh, well, you can only like blow our town over if you if you give us money." No, the hurricane does, you know, the hurricane does not do that. I so. just I'm just saying that Balthazar seems to have a very rich inner life <laughs> that is not reflective of the world outside of him, perhaps. Well, which one of those worlds matter, right? <laughs> which one of those worlds, like, die when Balthazar hits it, right? <laughs> I like the idea is, that Balthazar is also, like, an extreme narcissist. <laughs> like an so, inhuman uh, narcissist. So Balthazar hits Marcus, and uh, and Balthazar's reputation, like, takes a big hit enough that I've got to go back to the Temple of Agma. <laughs> like, because I'm back in Radiant Heart territory. When I leave the Radiant Heart, or, like, back, they're waiting for me outside. Oh, so I have no. to, like, murder all those people again. And they said, we'll be back for you. And I'm like, not today. Went back to Agma, like, dumped another three grand onto the, into the <laughs> temple. Like, I picture Balthazar just, like, it's like a cooler. It's, like, <laughs> it's a cooler of, of, uh, of coins because that's probably what he keeps his cold hard cash in. Yeah, absolutely. He just, like, spills it all over the floor. He's like, buy another book <laughs> and heads back out. Mm, yeah, well, I like the idea that there's a priest there who's just like, oh, he's back. He's <laughs> Check and see who died. <laughs> Check. Look in the newspaper. Quick. Get on Google. Oh man. Fast. Look on Google News really quickly. We gotta. We gotta look up that obit so we can. We can edit that out with our <laughs> with our knowledge powers. Yeah. We have to be like uh, a wizard. Marcus died of natural causes by exploding in the Seas Bounty. <laughs> so uh, so we had, there's yet another job. These things just keep coming. But they continue to happen. So finally, like the final job, and Mavar gives this to us himself. He says, hey, we've got a traitor in our midst. And I was like, oh, man, is the jig up? Am I going to have to kill this guy? I've been waiting. You know, Balthazar's been, been antsy, been waiting to kill Mavar. No, there's another traitor that Mavar has in mind, some dude named Imbril, in the same bounty where they're still trying to clean Marcus off the walls. <laughs> but, but one floor up. One floor up. Yeah, that's true. Like, he, he probably was down there, but he relocated. He's like, this is gross. Well, what'd you say to Embrawl? What'd you say to this fella? So I went to Embrawl, and I was like, hey, um, w- w- why is it that you had all this beef with Mavar? And Embrawl, apparently, n- the reason why he's being uh, targeted by Mavar is Embrawl knows that Mavar has it out for uh, Renal Blood Scout. Right, hmm. and so I tell Imbril, "Hey, you need to go tell Renal Blood Scalp what you what you you know what you're about because uh, you know Re- Renal's trying to take Mavar down." And of course, Imbril says, um, "You know, there's no way that Renal Blood Scalp's going to believe me. I don't have any hard evidence." And so I just tell Imbril, "Give me give me your knife because I'm supposed to take it from you after after you die and just and just get out of here." Go go live your life, dude. Yeah, I did the same thing. Although I am I'm am, I'm displeased by like the writing here. Like, mm-hmm. why give that? Why allow that to be an option? Like, we're here at the end of the quest line. Basically, you can have this conversation with Imbril have actual real implications. All it has to be is like, Imbril, go tell Renal Blood Scout. Renal Blood Scout mentions at one time in the next conversation you have with him right and all it is is tracking one variable none of this is like programmatically different difficult 
Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very confused about like why Imbril can't actually have any kind of gameplay like repercussions here. No, it does make the next part of this quest feel silly because we could have just ended a lot of this stuff here, right? Yeah. This could have been the good, evil, like, uh, decision. Like, do you kill Imbrawl? And, like, you've, you've actually, like, crossed the threshold and you're doing Mavar's bidding? Or have you aligned yourself with Imbrawl against Mavar and helped Reno Blood Scout, right? Exactly, but, yeah. but instead, this is just another hop along the trail. The next time you speak with Mavar, you can give him Imbrawl's dagger, and he's like, oh, that's good. I'll, you know, go talk to Edwin. Edwin, when you speak to him, will tell you, hey... I know what, I'm super smart. I'm super, I'm super smart. I'm incredibly intelligent. I'm so smart, guys. And I know what you're up to. I know who you are. And uh, and guess what? Guess what? I don't like Mavar either. I'm willing to help you take him down. So here's an interesting thing we, that we didn't talk about just a second ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when Edwin is in a completely different group of spies. Yeah. Edwin is a red wizard of Fae, which are kind yeah. of like the wizard arm of this auto- autocratic, um, like, single-party state, basically, that, like, is evil. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> like the, the cowled wizards if the cowled wizards got their act together. Yeah, yeah, so they've taken over the whole state, and they, like, kind of just wander around doing bad magic stuff around the Forgotten Realms. That's well, kind of their ba- whole thing. I mean, we call them bad. They're just advancing the interests of Fae. I mean, they do like enslave a lot of people, and they like, are. You know, I mean, like it's they, not they're like certainly they're, all. I think it's all for Thay, though, right? I don't know. No, I mean, within the thing, I don't even know if we can make that justification within the fiction. Like, oh, really? Like, we can't. We can't give them like a like a evil state apparatus Mm-mm. kind of air. Like, they're they're actually just kind of like uh, maniacally evil. Yeah, just like anything you can imagine that is bad, the Thayans mm. do it. And they have never done a good thing. So, like, um, Dead and Fae is the name of the adventure. Um, and it, like, kind of laid out Fae. And it's just uh, just bad. Bad place. Yeah. They're just, there's evil people. Um, and they actually have repercussions on another quest that uh, they want to talk about in another episode. But, yeah, mm. so, so the idea, I think, is that the Thaeans are spying on you. Mm. So they know all the other machinery here. Yeah. Does he mention Irenicus? Uh, he mentions the whole thing, like the whole affair. Mm. I, you know, I don't think he says the word. I don't think he says the name Irenicus. So it's a little ambiguous as to whether they know the recent drama, but it, they could. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of people are up in our business. Fearcrag knew our business. I mean, it's not secret business. We were called I guess the, it's the hero of Baldur's Gate, and we like stormed a castle and went to hell, and then everyone talked about it. Mm. You know. Sure. We foiled a regional uh, trade embargo thing. Mm-hmm. Trade racket. We're real important, fam. Yeah, incredibly important. Um, so yeah, what I really liked here was that this this whole thing, what Edwin reveals is that um, Mavar has gotten into a deal with these people called the Night Knives, which are basically Ooh. like a thieves guild from another town. <laughs> they're like from across the tracks, and they're like, you know, like doing their thing as they're walking down the street uh coming for renal blood scout and uh i just like there's like no additional information about it but i like the idea that there's like a competitive shadow thief the night knives the night knives they wear hats 
or something. <laughs> so yeah, we um, he tells us where the docks are. We go, we get the the dossier, we hand it to Renal. Renal says, "Ah, yes, this is sufficient. Now go, Merc Mavar." Mm-hmm. And that's what it took. Like we we needed to get those documents. The the other guildmasters would have never, you know, been okay with Renal like murdering Mavar without proof that Mavar planned to murder murder Renal. Balthazar goes. <laughs> he goes and kills Mavar, I guess. Yeah. Uh I wreck him. Wreck his whole little team. I open that cage and I find out that poor guy has been in in like a in a in a little cell for 10 years because Mavar says he looked at him the wrong way once. I mean, he was looking at him crossways. He was looking at him crossways. I don't know daughter. what to tell you. I mean, he was looking at him crossways. It's hard yeah. to defend him. <laughs> but uh well, that fight was actually interesting because I was like, oh, this might be difficult because, you know, thieves, they um, they go invisible. That's like part of their thing. And then they Sneak get behind attacks. you. And they, they, they backstab you. Um, my, you know, I'm I'm a, a sorcerer. I can die real easy. So I've actually died a few times to thieves over the course of, the, you know, these three games that we've played so far. Mm-hmm. And so I just summoned a bunch of elementals in the basement <laughs> and sent them <laughs> on their way to kill uh, Mavar. So really, entities from beyond space and time. Uh, did did the dirty work there? Oof! You said you wanted to talk about something about religion after we tackled Mavar. Yeah. One of the people. This is interesting. So when you come into the docks district, one of the early kind of like random encounters you can have, or I mean, they're not random; they're they're scripted. But um, you know, if you walk by this person, it can happen. It's a, a cleric of Syric, right? And you can either like agree with him about like all his like ramblings that he's doing and he wanders off or you can say like i think you're full of crap and he attacks you and he's just got like a dagger right so Mm. not a hard fight but very interesting to me that one of the people in mavar's crew is a priest of syric Ooh, that's right yeah Mm -hmm. i I saw a little bark there Mm -hmm. which Um, implies that, that he somehow whatever he's doing here in this basement or or him as part of the organization he's involved with syric which uh, as as people might know, is kind of like the lord of he's not lies, he, deception, and murder, and murder, yeah, like betra- and betrayal, yeah. So, which is interesting, right? Because maybe he is praying to Siric in order to get one over on uh, um, Renal, right? Like this could be which like, would have been the, that's like that's exactly the deity and the and the portfolio you would want in order to betray your guildmaster, mm-hmm. right? and uh, you know maybe doing a little bit of blood magic there with the torture that he's doing. Mm-hmm. So there's some implied storytelling there that I think is interesting. Yeah, that once again took a lot of thinking and and like four minutes of explanation to get to. So we know it's a good story. Yeah, we we were doing the heavy lifting and we got stronger. Mm-hmm. It was the uh, it's the Twin Peaks of um, of the Forgotten Realms <laughs> fantasy fiction. There we go. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the insert in the Mulholland Drive DVD that gives you seven hints on how to how to figure out the story. You gotta get there. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the Harpers. Yeah, so we both had a little breadcrumb to the Harpers quest because remember way way back. When we rescued a fellow moving in between sections of the city, mm-hmm. and he was poisoned, and we picked him up, and we promptly placed him on a merchant's table in the northwest corner of the Joaquin's Promenade. Yep. Yep. So I finally went and picked that body up, 
and uh, I went and found the person that he was talking about, and I delivered it, and that person informed me, well, this body is dead, which totally makes sense. Like, this is one of the few times where the mechanics and narrative of this game completely lined up. Yeah, it really it melded been some in the real, It would have been real dissonance if, uh, if, if that body was still alive after being on a table for arguably months. I, I don't even think arguably. I think factually months. Factually months in-game. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I start, I, I just go over to the entrance of the building they were in and they kind of say, oh, this is a, this is a secret building. You can't, you can't go in there. They're so, uh, they're so obviously Harper's <laughs> like Harper's are the worst kept secret in the realms. I mean, I'm not saying they're not committed. Mm. I'm just saying they're desperately incompetent. Yeah, that could be at like resource allocation. <laughs> like at, at virtually anything an organization could be incompetent at they are so i'm i like walk away and this fellow a figure that i haven't seen in years approaches me a person named czar where have we met czar before czar and montaron are found uh, montaron is a halfling uh, halfling thief czar is a human wizard they are found on the very first screen of post candlekeep baldur's gate one yeah. They are the first yeah. recruitable party members after Imowen. Mm-hmm. You can either, you can do one of three things. You can just turn them down. You can jo- let them join the party. Or you can get them to give you a health potion and then turn them down. Mm, the best of mm-hmm. both worlds. The best of both worlds. You could theoretically so, kill them too, I guess. Uh, that'd be rough. That'd be rough at level one. I guess you could, I don't, and I don't think you could go back. You could avoid initiating dialogue with them mm-hmm. in order to go back and kill them. Yeah. That might be the that might be the ultimate answer here. Mm-hmm. But Czar says, "Hey, I saw you uh, deliver that corpse to the Harpers." I said, "Whoa, the Harpers! Oh my gosh, is that real? Is that true? Are they real?" He's like, "Yeah, my buddy Montaran. Uh, he uh, he uh, was captured. He was trying to steal something from in there, and he's captured. I want you to try to break him loose." I said, what's in it for me? He's like, I'll give you some stuff. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. What'd well, you say? At this exact moment, I said, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And I just wandered off. And he also wandered off. And this was the Damn. end of the quest for me. That was it. I'm not yeah, doing this... that shit. I'm not doing anything for the Zints. So they're from Zintel Keep. We've talked about them several times in the podcast before. They're just bad. Mm-hmm. They're... Are they worse than the Red Wizards of Thay? They're kind of equivalent to the Red Wizards of Thay. They're just like just less powerful. They're like thieves and warriors and evil paladins. That's their. They're kind of. Thing. They're 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 a little uh, Robert Howard, right? Mm-hmm. Robert E. Howardy. Yeah, kind of thief folk. city. Um, they also that's where Bane, uh, the the chief temple of Bane was back when Bane was a god. Probably God not of tyranny and uh, unjust war. Mm-hmm. And I think he probably is. Uh, it's probably like the central city of Syrik now. So they're like all mm-hmm. devotees of Syrik. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But so Balthazar said, sure. And Balthazar goes to the harper that obviously is a harper and, uh, and, and, and basically said, hey, let me in. And that harper said, sure, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody we're harpers, okay? Um, go kill this this person named Prebic. He's a bad wizard, <laughs> and, and then we'll let you in if you do that. Harper seemed bad too. Yeah, I'm gonna get to this. Okay, I go to Prebic's house. It, there are are in fact like wizards there, and I kill like 
these this sorceress and, and this wizard. And I go back, and Harper's like, oh, that's, that's way better. I'll let you in. And I go inside, and I get the, the spiel of the Harpers from one of the people in there. Mm-hmm. And they basically say, you know, we don't take sides. We're for balance. They, they give me, like, a druid spiel, basically. Well, like, we are for, like, a true yeah. neutral spiel about how we're for balance and we and like even a good king could be bad if the good king like became too powerful. And Balthazar's just listening to this and is like his internal monologue's going is like these people are bad. Like this is what <laughs> bad people say, right? <laughs> like bad people like that can justify doing anything whether you're good or not, right? As long as it aligns with their like incompetent secret organization mm-hmm. and they keep telling me don't go on the second floor you know there's some wards up there that w- we won't let you up there um so i like roll around and i find a, a like special necklace in a drawer somewhere and it's like the, the 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 harper necklace and as long as you got the necklace you can roll around upstairs upstairs there are a bunch of ghosts like and they're good all ghosts like, or bad ghosts. They're all Harper ghosts, so they're all evil ghosts, <laughs> and um, and they all uh, they all talk in riddles and poems, which are the most annoying of all types of ghosts. Yeah. And I roll around and I ask, "Hey, there was a halfling in here. Did did you guys capture the halfling?" And they give me like some some god awful poem about a gilded cage. And I roll into the next room, and there's a big. Uh, there's a big kind of uh, uh, terrarium. What what what's it called? If it's like a large place where you keep uh, birds of um, j- just for just for looks. An aviary. An aviary, exactly. So there's a large aviary there. It's a golden aviary, and I was like, oh well, maybe Mont- you know, maybe Monteron's in there. A very literal poem. Yeah, and I and I look around, and there's like one bird in there that's strange. And I put my hand out, and he just r- goes right into my hand. And Balthazar says, oh, they turned Monteron into a bird. Like, that's what these vague poems were saying earlier, hmm. right? Like, oh, where what he is now, he doesn't need physical things to steal, and, like, all of, all of this vague nonsense. So I roll back to Czar, and I say, hey, I think I got this bird. I think this bird <laughs> is, your, is your guy. Can you and imagine that? <laughs> Being like, hey, listen. I know your friend's a halfling, but I've got this bird. I got this bird, and I'm pretty sure this bird is your friend. And Zara's like, well, I'm not going to give you the money till I turn the bird back into a person. Let oh, me cast God. a spell. Okay. Let me cast a spell. So he casts a spell. It's not Monteron. It is a Harper assassin. It's like, it's like wielding a, a wakazashi and a, and, and a katana. What? And just starts like wailing away at Czar, and so I killed this this Harper assassin, and that is the end of the quest. What the? Well, did Czar die? Yeah. Holy shit! Also, no, I think Czar actually attacked me too. Like Czar uh, was like, "Oh my god, it's a it's a setup." I mean, I he, you know, that's from his perspective. <laughs> sure, that sounds right. And then Bal- Balthazar walked away and like and learned an important life lesson that day. The Harpers suck, man. The Harpers suck. 
Cat. They're the worst. They might be worse than like an unequivocally evil organization because at least like I don't think that the Red Wizards of Thay are apologetic or like make justifications for their evil. I think they're pretty upfront and honest about their evil. And they all wear matching uniforms. You know exactly who they are. You know are. exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. Like they aren't trying to hide anything. No. The, 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 the Harpers are terrible. Yeah, they're bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I also had a weird Harper encounter that wasn't that quest, so there's a party quest here. Because, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a few quests in this game that are kind of, I think they're called loyalty quests, or that's how, what people talk about them for, but, like, if you're, um, I don't know, they're just, like, special NPC quests that some of the party members have. That if you mm-hmm. do them, they, like, level up, or they like you more or something. I don't really know. Sometimes you get a good item for them. They're all different, and I don't really know that much about them. But mm-hmm. Jahira's is here. So you go into the Seas Bounty Tavern, and there's this dude named Bear Employer there. And he's Ooh. like, oh, I'm Bear Employer. Do you remember me? And Jahira's like, no, I do not remember you. And he's like, oh, but don't you remember what you did to me? You and your Harper buddies years ago. And Jahira is like, no, I, I do not <laughs> know a single thing you're talking about. And he's that was like, a Tuesday for me. Yeah, well, yeah, very similar, <laughs> uh, very much a Street Fighter moment. And uh, she's like... She's like, no, I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't, you know, I'm trying really hard. I don't remember you. And he's like, well, you, you ruined my entire fortune because I was breeding slaves in Kalimshan and importing them. And then she was like, I just wanted to hear you say it. Yes, I remember you, bear employer. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Some weird and clumsy writing, but, um, (laughs) so yeah. I think it got there. It did get there. Maybe so. in your synopsis it gets there. Maybe it's yeah, it's, it's more in the retelling. Yeah, it's a little bit more uh, roundabout in the actual application. But, so he's like, look, you wrecked my shit years ago. I'm here to wreck your shit today. And he, and then three wizards teleport in. And, yeah. And they're like, zap Jahira. And he's like, listen, Ooh. I've cursed you. You're going to die now. Peace out. <laughs> and then he just zips away. Dimension doors out of there. So it's like a, then the quest is like a little pre-murder mystery. And there's a real timer. I remember playing this, the first time I played the game, I had Jahira in my party, and I could not figure out what I was supposed to do with this quest, because I like clicked through the quest dialogue, and there was no like useful journal back then. Mm. And so Jahira, I think she dies at the end of two weeks. Um, but, but So she gives you kind of three scenarios. She says that you can ask the cowled wizards about the wizards who teleported in. You can do something that I don't remember, or you can go and talk to the the traitor, like T-R-A-D-E-R, mm. who uh, helped her um, defeat Bear Employer years ago. So I opted to do that. So I go to the Copper Coronet, and I'm looking for this dude. And uh, the barkeep says, hey, listen, that dude died. He wasted away of some kind of Ooh. disease, and they found his body in the eastern part of the slums. And so that's that's our kind of breadcrumb clue. And so you know the deserted house in the slums? Oh yeah, I remember that. That's where so so we go into the deserted house. There's some wizards there, spare employer guys there, and I just attack the crap out of them and uh retrieve the lock of Jahira's hair that he used for the Ooh. curse. Kind of yeah, some very classic uh uh cursing mechanisms mm-hmm. and uh she's cured and he's dead. Nice. The end. So it's a, it's a short quest. It, it took like 10 minutes, but it was an interesting little, you know, there's probably multiple routes. I, I probably could have gotten more information, but I kind of mm-hmm. zipped my way there. 
I like the things like that. That's that, the, the, those things that kind of pop up and have you have you travel around a little bit and kind of expand the world, and make the world feel more interconnected. Mm-hmm. Well, it also did. Fun. Well, it also gives some like backstory to the characters, which is very strange. I keep getting Viconia talking to me. Um, Viconia, like, so here's some just like party information here toward the mm-hmm. end. Um, finally, due to a YouTube comment from the last video where someone said that the reason I'm not having as good of a time with Aerie is that I have Viconia and Aerie. So they're kind mm. of at cross purposes in the sense that they're both covering the priest slot. I dropped Aerie. Mm. I was going to take Edwin, but he's just such a huge asshole, like unthinkable. And so I, I went and recruited Nira. Um, the kind of new, brand new NPC, and we're not going to talk about that in the, this episode. But uh, yeah, we want to give the Wild Woods its own its own time in the light because that's all uh, new content for the enhanced edition. Yeah, but but mm-hmm. lo and behold, I did the first little part of that, and then during all of that, Viconia asked me how I felt about marriage, and then we had a very long conversation about human versus drow relationships. So was she asking with respect just in an abstract way, or did you get the feeling that she was angling because she's interested in marrying you? I have no idea at this point. Mm. I'm assuming it's part of like the romance dialogue, Mm -hmm. but I just don't know. I don't know where it's going. Are you getting the same kind of dialogue popping up with other characters? I did for a minute with Jahira, but I think that there's like a... Maybe like uh, once you go far enough down, like a romance tree with one party member, the other ones stop. Or maybe there's like Ooh, a, the, a hard line. I don't know. They've like hard coded the tyranny of monogamy mm. in, into this game. Gotta gotta call my local newspaper about it. Ooh. Um, and also in the docks, there's uh, all kinds of people being attacked by vampires all the time. That happens a lot. It's, it's just you a know lot. a dock thing. Yeah. Which is worth worth noting. So where are we going after this? I think it's time to give Galen Bale his money, right? Is it time to... So basically, I think it's time to... Because we've got two offers, though. Mm-hmm. We got Galen... Uh, so Galen Bale initially said 20 grand. Mm-hmm. And then this other person came, Bodie came, mm-hmm. and said, hey, we can actually do it for cheaper... We can do it for fifteen grand. Don't don't mess with Galen and those shadow thieves. And then Galen uh, turned around and said, "Oh, actually, we can totally do it for fifteen. Please don't go to the other person. Please don't." Mm-hmm. So I think we'll both have to make our choice next episode. Oh, what if those choices are at cross purposes? Well, we'll have to figure it out. And the uh, and you know and our. Uh, our our devoted fans will have to deal with the consequences. Oh my god! Well, I think that's the end of this episode. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for doing that. So uh, you can like uh, now at the end of the episode. If you had to listen to the whole thing to determine if you liked it, you should hit the like button. You should, of yeah, course, because subscribe. at this point, at this point, not liking it and hitting dislike are not options. Yeah, yeah, you gotta like. You have you've listened to an hour. Of two people with identical voices talk supposedly about, identical voices supposedly identical voices talk about a computer game made a very long time ago. Yeah, hit the like button. Yep, do that. Uh, you can follow us both on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. And uh, you know, if you had some strong opinions about this thing, feel free to leave a comment. We read all the comments and we tend to uh, respond to them. Yeah, we we like to have we we still think we have a very high. Uh, comment quality ratio here 
at the Mages and Murder Dads thing. And you know what? Before the next episode of this comes out, there's probably going to be some real big announcements. Uh, not not likely, definitely, before the next one comes out. So, um, uh, you know, be excited for that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. So uh, this was uh, Mages and Murder Dads. I'm Cameron. And I'm Danny. And it's over. Ciao. Oh,